Hello and welcome to the official first episode of the Pumping Irony Podcast. A podcast where three friends, all living in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and things we dislike. I'm your host, Tim, and with me, as always, is my friend Russ and my friend Andrew. Say hello, guys. Hey. Hello, guys. All right. (laughs) We're talking Star Wars today because we've all seen the movie and it's been out for a couple weeks now, and so we thought we'd dedicate this show to things we like and things we dislike in the new Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens film. I personally have seen the movie four times. Andrew, what count are you up to? Three and counting. Three and counting, and Russ? I'm at two and counting. All right. <laughs> so we've all seen it several times, and so uh, we're going to talk about things uh, we like and dislike in the new movie. So if you have not seen the new movie... Stop listening now. Exactly. Go run out and see it once, yeah. twice... Thrice, four times, three times. Thrice, thrice, and then come back and listen to this because warning: this podcast yeah. will contain spoilers of the movie. Yeah. Or we could just swede the whole thing first, like just audio. <laughs> there you go. Yes. So, uh, like I said, if you have not seen the movie, stop listening. This is your only and last warning for that. All right. So let's get into it. Things we liked and things we disliked in the new Star Wars movie. I will start off. And my first thing I liked and disliked is the new characters, Finn and Rey, and in particular, their kind of relationship together and the way they're kind of introduced and the way they just immediately start interacting off of one another. Um, I just love the fact that, you know, he grabs her hand and she's like, Why stop grabbing my hand? What are you doing? <laughs> and, and then when, the, you know, the, the TIE fighters blow up the, the bizarre type thing there, and he goes flying. The first thing he, you know, he comes to is like, "Are you all right?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm all right." And just, you know, even though the interaction in the Millennium Falcon after the they get away from those Tie Fighters, I just I thought they were excellent. And just the just the beginning of their relationship was just I don't know, I just I just like every single time I see it, I you know catch new things in, in that. Any guys, what do you guys think about that? I agree completely, Alan. I love that you could have had a new Star Wars movie that had these two characters and no connection to any of the old older characters and it still would have been like the best movie best Star Wars movie that's come out since, since a originals? long time ago yeah. <laughs> yeah. since the originals we'll say yeah so the characters are great um, yeah they, they totally managed to carry the movie um, which is really impressive yeah exactly For, especially because they're fairly young actors right they're brand new actors I mean I know John Boyega's been in um, the uh, Alien yeah. movie yeah I'd seen him in Attack the Block that Attack was the, the only Block, thing I'd ever seen him in before that. I hadn't heard the words Daisy Ridley put together no. yeah. in a sentence before she got cast. But she's excellent. She's amazing. Oh, she yeah. is. She's my favorite character. But yeah, I thought that I thought that they were they were excellent, and 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 I'm looking forward to to learning more about uh, their characters in the next movie. I hope Finn is all right after taking a lightsaber to the back, <laughs> um, and and actually finding out more about um, about who Ray is because I I know there's there's a huge backstory to her character. Right, right. I have I have theories. You have a theory? <laughs> oh, feel free. We could talk about, you know, since we're talking about uh, unless that's one of your likes or dislikes. No, no, it, it, it we can talk about it right now. Yeah, it's not one of my likes or dislikes, but uh, I saw somewhere where I was I was looking for art of the different characters cuz spoiler alert, there might be some sandwich bags being drawn. All oh, right. <laughs> but uh, like spoiling Facebook for next week. <laughs> right, I'm spoiling Facebook. Um, but there's a a site that I found that had a bunch of 
like the silhouetted characters and Ray's um, label on that was Ray Skywalker. Really? So, and but this came out in September sometimes. And I don't know how much this guy had insider uh-huh. knowledge, but anyway. But I wouldn't be surprised if Ray was Luke's daughter or has some, you know, Skywalker blood in her, especially for, you know, how amazing her character was with all the Force stuff and and knowing how to do stuff that she shouldn't know how to do. Right. Which I know is a criticism of some people, but I'm like, no, this is part of her character, and you know, there's a reason that she's doing all this stuff. So, and then also um, when when the the Imperial officer, our first order officer, is giving his report to to Kylo Ren, and he talks about this girl, and Kylo Ren immediately like puts him in a force choke, you know, or whatever, drags him across, and mm-hmm. like, what girl? As if he knows something maybe about her, like since he's you know, Luke Skywalker's nephew, spoiler and, alert there. Yeah, and then there was some there was some uh, um, novelization or something that I heard about that where when they're when Ray and Kylo are having their big battle, he says, It's you uh, in it. So mm. obviously he's seen her before, at least in the expanded Star Wars world, so Okay. I don't know. I'll be interested to read that yeah. now. <laughs> oh as an editorial note. Uh, Russ is a graphic artist, and he draws these amazing oh. uh, sandwich bag art for his his two high school students, uh, kids, and uh, and so every every day for lunch they get this this, this artwork on their on their <laughs> sandwich bags, um, and he actually has two books published: The Art of Sandwich Bags One and Two, Volumes <laughs> right. One and Two, available right now on Amazon.com. <laughs> All right. So, anyone else? What's the first thing uh, you guys liked or that uh, you brought together today for your uh, Star Wars? I, mean, I think probably the first thing I liked in the movie was the music, mm. um, because it starts off and it's hey it's Star Wars music, right? Um, but then some of the like I've I've listened to the soundtrack way more times than I want to admit right now, <laughs> um, but then like even like you know Ray's new theme is really fun and the music when they're um, coming out from the Tie Fighter, um, from the you know making their escape in the Tie Fighter, yeah, um, like I think the song's called like I Can Fly Anything or whatever. Oh right, um, yeah. so good. Um, so it's just nice to have Star Wars music back. <laughs> Um, right. And like in full force, and I mean, I don't know how much of it you know John Williams is actually writing now, um, because he's super old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he has a ghostwriter, you think? Yeah, well, I've heard he has, you know he has like interns and stuff, oh, like right. students okay. that are you know writing a lot of the stuff. I don't know how true that is, um, but you know that that's a rumor at least. But whoever whoever is making the music is fantastic. Um, oh right, like so like when we first see see Ray and when she's like sliding down. That hill and that, just, I think it's just like piano music or even like Yeah, that. well it starts just, off when she's like in the old Star Destroyer, like right. climbing down that rope, mm-hmm. yeah. and then she sleds down the hill. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole, that all of that is so great. And it's just really, I guess a little bit like thin, but the music's not, you know, overpowering or anything. Right. It's just calm, but... It kind of actually goes to her character, because, I mean, you know, thin are, are sparse, because... Is when you when you when you first meet her, she's kind of lonely. You know, she's living on this island. Right. I mean, right. this this planet, desert planet, waiting for her her um, family to family come to come back, and yeah. she's marking off the days that she's been there. And just and it's of, really sad. It is sad. <laughs> and there's um, like almost no dialogue in that in those scenes, so it's all the music. Right. Um. So the music's helping, you know, right. tell that story of how you know sad and alone she is. Um. I think it does a great job. Right. Well, and going to that music. Um. Especially because I, I heard uh, these other filmmakers talking about they didn't they didn't like the 
the um, the scene where where Ray and Kylo Ren are he's you know got her strapped down and he's trying to extract the the information from her mind and you know he they didn't think that that Daisy um, Ridley did a good job in that I thought she did an excellent job yeah. in fact that's next one of the parts where I really like because you mm-hmm. you can see actually the turn in that scene when because because of her face and face right. acting but if you take away the music from that scene it's just a couple of people staring at each other right with, <laughs> with one guy's hand out yeah but you add I mean, the sound effects and then you add the music in there which which makes it really tense which mm-hmm. so the music totally added to that scene now, a couple of times after you know seeing that I'm like well you know if it wasn't for the music it's just two people looking yeah. at each other <laughs> but really that's intently a, that's also any horror movie ever true right <laughs> well, soundtracks make a movie yeah absolutely it can scare you or, <laughs> yeah. or, or excite you or, yep. or, or make well, Sad or anything. I love watching people's like recut like trailers and stuff just with different music. Um, so you can take like something like right. you know the full house opening and put the horror music behind right. it, and it, it just completely changes the tone of the yep. thing. Exactly. Um, music absolutely makes the movie, and you know, this one does a great job with it. And it's iconic. I mean, John Williams yeah. has iconic um, opening, yeah, yeah. theme is, is, is just I think something that most people would recognize immediately if you started playing for them. Right, right. Yeah, that opening fanfare is, you know, right. I mean, everyone in our fight, the, our theater just went wild. Exactly. Once it started, you didn't need anything else. It was, it was yellow words on a screen <laughs> right. with with music and the crowds going nuts. Exactly. <laughs> I loved all all the throwbacks to the original movie. Um, I, I so I have a, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but but you're talking about. Um, Ray, you know, sliding down the sand dune it just reminds me. I like that we're back in Tunisia, where you know where, oh, they, right. where they filmed it. That and it's an actual physical place, and obviously it's an actual physical place that we're in, instead of the prequels, where lots of it is just CGI, you know, backgrounds, exactly. um, green screen, whatever. But um, there's something about it being in an actual physical place with the physicality of the props and. BB-8 and all this stuff that is just just made it grounded in in reality, even though you know it's not a reality at all. But um, but I, I love that, and it, it just it it took me right back to like 1977 when I first saw the movie, you know the the original, the New Hope. Um, even though they didn't, weren't calling it a New Hope back then, were they? When they first came, I out, guess they I were guess not the, calling it. But the scroll does say a New Hope, right? Episode. Actually, I think the, when the very first movie <clears throat> came out, I think it said Episode Six, but it didn't say a New Hope. Okay. Anyway. I think they added a New Hope for the. You mean six? You for mean the first episode four. Episode four. I mean, yes, Episode four, <laughs> a New Hope. Yeah. This is Episode four, but I think when they brought it back oh, in right, the right, anyway. for the second time, it yeah. said a New Hope on there. They gave it. A, they gave it a subtitle. But I did get that feeling right away that okay, we're back in. This world that I love, so um, yeah, I really like that. Yeah, and the fact that that I think they consciously made it more um, more practical effects, yeah, wherever they could, um, instead of relying so heavily on CGI and CGI even landscapes and, and things like that. Like they they built a whole complete Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. you know, life size Millennium Falcon as a set instead of relying on a a matte painting or, right. or anything else like that. Um, yeah, and uh, I think actually though, I think they did go back to Tunisia for when they when they filmed the prequels when they showed like um, Ben's and the family the the Lars homestead. I think they went oh, back they? Okay. to Tunisia <laughs> and the sets were still there or something like that. And so just they they did they did try they some did of try. it, but yeah, so we were we were living in a real world and 
and it, it kind of immersed you and made you feel feel part of it. Even yeah. all this, even all the all the worlds he went visited, and and I mean, if you wanted to try to like all the throwbacks to the even the, to the first um, movie or the first original series, um, were were pretty great, and just like you know, it's kind of like a, a deep fan thing to try to like count as many throwbacks as you had as you could while watching the movie. Yeah, and a lot of people, I guess, take issue with the fact that it, you know, it borrows a lot of the plot from, you know, A New Hope. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think it's a little bit overly callbacky. I guess. Um, I love that about the movie. Oh, yeah, it, it does. It kind of <clears throat> sets the stage for a new yeah. a new generation. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think if this movie had come out 20 years ago, that would have been a problem. But I think after the prequel trilogy, like, like it's sort of like, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little bit of an apology. Like, the first line of the movie... I think it's like, this will begin to set things right. Like, I don't think that's an accident. <laughs> like, right. they know what they're doing, and they know that people, you know, didn't like the prequel trilogy, mm-hmm. you know, and they're trying really hard to, you know, bring it back to what people loved. And I think, you know, the whole, the fact that it borrows all that plot is sort of their way of, you know, saying, hey, we're going back to Star Wars, and mm-hmm. this is going to be a Star Wars movie again. And as long as, if they don't, if they do the same thing with, you know, uh, eight and nine, then you yeah. might have a problem. I was going to say that that was, even though I like going back to that world, it did become kind of like, oh, okay, there's another Death Star. There's 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 a fight on a, you know, on a platform with light <laughs> shining down between a yeah. father and a son, and no you know, one ever puts rails in their platforms. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Where's OSHA in this yeah, world? It's uh, incredibly dangerous. Yeah. That's a but, big fall. Yeah. But I mean, it did, it borrowed a lot, and and I was just you know thinking, okay, is there nothing original in this? But I mean, there is. But I look at this movie kind of like it's a uh, extended trailer, maybe for you know getting into the next to the next um, the next one. So right, it's it, not it's it set up a lot of things really nicely. I, I I forgave it for borrowing so much, just like what you were talking about, Andrew. That you know it it's. You got to get back into that world and and get the bad taste of the prequels out of your yeah, mouth. Right. So, but yeah. even even though it did a lot of callbacks, it did kind of throw a lot of things on their head. True, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where instead of Luke, you have Ray. Um, no twin sons on Jakku, just one. Um, <laughs> so I mean, there was a little bit of things like that. Um, she was a lot more lonely and and actually more depressing than 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 Luke her life. Yeah, she did not have any friends waiting for her Tasha station. No, she did not. <laughs> she did not. She was not whiny. She was not whiny. She was not whiny. Yeah. No. I mean, I think there was a she was a good combination, and maybe that was a a, a decision to make who she more like. She more like Luke Skywalker. Right. Or she more like Han Solo. She was a little bit of of of, of a combination of, yep. of both. Um, and so yeah, that was a that was a great. A callback. Um, another thing I liked was was some of the shots were just the cinematography were just gorgeous, and I think even though, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm thinking of one of my I think one of my favorite shots is is when they're on um, at Maz Kanata's castle and they come out and you see those Tie Fighters with the sun in the background. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's mm-hmm. not real. There's <laughs> the sun's probably made up. Those Tie Fighters are there, but that was a gorgeous. <laughs> Gorgeous shot of that. Right, and that that's obviously a CGI shot, but in the moment, I didn't think that at right. all. Right, exactly. Was like, it, was it was so like, it was so gorgeous is... that it looked so yeah. real, 
And uh, even just like the, the some of the, the small details, when the Millennium Falcon is coming in um, and, 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 and descending, and you see the wake of the, oh, yeah, of the, the water, and even like the, the dust cloud that, that uh, Ray's speeder kicks up, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of grounds you in like, this, okay, this is a real right. world, and you see these, these, these things happening, you see the effects of, mm-hmm. of all that. Um, so that was, I think, just uh, some of those shots. And even though they was all CGI, even when the when they're escaping from the from the First Order Tie Fighters on Jakku, and you see them kind of doing that circling around, and oh, yeah. it just felt so real yeah. that you're like, okay, those things are really there. And it it just I don't know, it, those shots were just gorgeous. Yeah, and going along with that, um, I love the 3D in this movie, which a lot of movies, you know, a lot of movies are in 3D and don't use it well, but I've seen this movie in 3D and 2D, and it is significantly better in 3D. Is it? I haven't seen it in um, 3D yet. Yeah, so. it's great. Like, cause you can stuff like, um, like, well, just the how far back the um the desert in Jakku goes. Mm-hmm, right. Like when you see the you know the grounded uh, star destroyer and oh, right yeah, in front yeah. of it, it just it looks like it goes back forever. Yeah. Um, and then there's also like a like a real quick cut. Um, like I think you're coming like out of Jakku, and then it it's, it goes back to the first order stuff, and all of a sudden there's a there's a Star Destroyer floating over the audience. Oh, right. <laughs> like, and you're just like, oh, hello. <laughs> um, so, like, it doesn't use it, like, super gimmicky, um, right. but it just, you know, it just really, you know, makes the world feel even more real. Um, yeah, just, you know, puts you, put you really right yeah. down in there. And some of the, like, especially in 3D, because I saw, I've seen it twice in IMAX 3D and twice in 2D, but on the battle, on the um, Starkiller planet, when the, when the X-Wings are coming in and you get kind of like that, x-wing pilot's perspective mm-hmm. when i saw it first time in, in imax 3d i felt like you know i got a little you know i felt the vertigo. g's sometimes yeah. as, <laughs> as you're going down and you're diving into this battle mm-hmm. it, it really um just kind of like really made you feel like you're a part of that and maybe that goes to some of the shots i was talking about how i liked yeah. i really felt that like you were really it kind of brought you there and you really felt like you're a part of the movie mm-hmm. um, in some of those scenes and so I thought the I thought the cinematography was just yeah. Just I, love, I love that you get like this shot of you know Poe being you know super awesome pilot taking out Tie Fighter after Tie Fighter, but it's all shown from Finn's perspective on the ground. Like you don't usually get that from the pilot's perspective, right? Um, so like you got this nice long take of Poe like going up and down and just shooting everyone out of the sky, right? Um, but and from, people on the ground also. Sort yeah, stormtroopers <laughs> on the ground. He was yeah. kind of like doing it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of my favorite bits of the movie, just, you know, from a cinematography standpoint, just because, you know, we don't usually get that perspective yeah, yeah. of, you know, space battles or oh. like, it's not really a space battle. And that, and that first scene when, you know, the, the, here comes the resistance and you see that, oh, yeah. it's kind of like they're kicking up all that. <laughs> yeah. It looks the, like a tidal wave. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So they're kind of hiding their, their numbers and you're just like, all right, you know, this is like, yeah. you're like one of those cheer moments because they've just shot, yeah. um, so gorgeously. Yep. And, uh, and I do like the new um, X-Wing fighter pilot helmets. They, they kind of modernize them a little mm-hmm. bit. And so yeah. Well, I love the new look of this, the TIE Fighters. Right. Like, they look so cool. Right. And they, all they did, I mean, the big thing they did was just switch the black and white highlights. Like, you know, what was black before is now white, and what was white was now black. And just to make it look like... Right. It just looks cool. Now. Yeah, it's really <laughs> cool. And I like that they went back to the old... Uh, Ralph McQuarrie designed for the for the X wings especially with the you know the engine nacelles how do you say that nacelles no. the mm. engine intakes 
now make a you know a circle when they're when they're closed because that was his ah. original drawing. Mm. Okay. And then they changed it for whatever reason. But I like that it's kind of a throwback to hmm. what the original artist. I didn't, I didn't really recognize that, but I guess so, yeah. you know, graphic art sign. I guess I have to see it again now. Yep. <laughs> Darn it. Oh, I, and speaking of that, I like the new, the First Order TIE Fighters were pretty cool, too. Oh, yeah. With the, yeah. the, the black and the red, and the and even, like, the yeah. panels, they seemed like they were a little more real-looking. I don't know why. It just looked yeah. like it was a real... I agree. So, yeah, the, this it, attention to detail was really good on that. Yeah, plus it was fun being inside the TIE Fighter. Right. Um, when you get like right. a cool yep. like rotating shot around the two the two people in the TIE Fighter. Right. Like while they're shooting stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Speaking of fun, I love the uh, the hollow chess set was back. Yes. And just <laughs> just for a little bit, but but they actually went back and got the the old models and they they were all decayed, but they, they I guess they three D scanned them. And oh, okay. did new and then cleaned up the scans and then did new uh, new actual models with armatures and everything and actually stop motion animated them again and it was oh, okay. Phil Tippett and yeah. uh, is, the original you know crew got came back to do that little bit yeah which is an absurd <laughs> amount of detail for a little throwaway bit right for a five second shot or whatever it yeah. was but I do like when when you know the hologram pops up, Chewie kind of like sits up like, yeah. you, you want to play? I'll play. Yeah. <laughs> like he's ready for a game again, right. you know? <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, just the callbacks and the and the, the little remote um, dr- probe thing was there. Yeah, the while well, he's Falcon. flipping through the tools. The the, yeah, the, looking for the bandages, he yeah. finds it and throws it away. Yeah. And, and even like the, the mask that they, that they grab as they're going down into the hold was was a callback to like uh, Empire Strikes Back yeah. when, they're, when they're out there in the the big worm's belly. Spoiler alert. <laughs> you, you've had thirty-five years on that, so you know I don't feel too bad about that spoiler alert. So yeah, those, those callbacks of the of the of the masks and the um, and just to feel like even and I, I noticed this. I, I haven't really looked online to see you know what, but even like when they're when she's on the Star Killer base and and she's trying to hide from the stormtroopers, kind of get you the feel back when that one. I think there's even a, a dialogue from the original. Star Wars movie in that of the stormtroopers, mm. you know, we're thinking they're splitting up and you know they're mm. on levels. Oh yeah, it's just it showed that in there. I'm like, oh look, that's that's line yep. from the actual dialogue from the first movie, which is, was pretty good. Um, so yeah, those are anything else you guys liked on that? Oh, a lot. I I like BB-8. I think it's right. a cool design yeah. and um, and emotive and everything. You know that that a droid like that like. I mean, the throwback to RGD2 stuff. Um, so I, but I like that there's a new one that you're reminded of him, but you don't need R2D2 to. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I think I think his thumbs up gets the best reaction out of every theater I've been in. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so great. Yeah. Well, I did like the fact that 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 he's a real droid. I mean, he's right. a real yeah. robot that was that actually moved and did all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and it was was a was a true robot where like R two D two was was a lot was um, um, Kenny Baker was in there in some of the shots but this was a true right. a true <laughs> robot and um, and just to, you know and, and it, I I mean I will admit when I first saw scenes for BB eight I didn't know if I was gonna like him mm-hmm. I was like oh this is kind of a a goofy design and yeah. all that but but he's definitely won me over since then and even <laughs> in the movie. And I love the fact when they're flipping the Millennium Falcon, he's like banging yeah. around until yeah. he shoots those things out. And, and so, yeah, 
he um he, he's he almost I've heard that he almost outcutes R two D two, but but I but in that you know he, he the fact that he's a real robot and he was you know spinning mm-hmm. and that and this to the design of it was was pretty cool. Yeah, this how fast he moved too. Mm-hmm. It's a fast mm-hmm. droid. Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't like him because he would have got all gummed up in the, with the sand and everything. So, <laughs> chill out, Neil. <laughs> Maybe Jakku sand is, is different than yeah. the Earth sand. You know? Yeah, they put some kind of coating on him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's all you need. One throwaway line of, right. of space coating. <laughs> oh, we put the space coating. Yeah. We, it's a good thing we put this sand repellent coating on BB-8. <laughs> oh, and... um. Another throwback that I like going back to that was um, I don't know if you guys noticed that when when uh, when we first you know see Han and Chewie and then they're you know they have the two gangs that are kind of like meeting him in the middle yeah. and he's kind of trapped between them the the um, subtitles um, for the one that are speaking the foreign language was looked a lot like the subtitles that, that Greedo was using oh, when, yeah. when he met <laughs> it was even like the same kind of font, font and, and, and the look of that so <laughs> so so that was pretty cool. Yeah. Another thing that I, I like going back to to Ray and Finn's um, just I mean it was just like a little small moment, um, but just goes to a lot to to character. Especially Finn's character when they were on the Star Killer base and they're kind of running. And I don't know if you noticed that that Ray was wearing his jacket during the, some of those those when they're out in the snow. Yeah. And they're, and they're kind of running up. It's like one of those things you don't really see it, but it's like oh what a nice guy he gave her his jacket yeah. and then you yeah. don't even see it. Um, well, I think they just wanted to get everyone in that jacket at some that point. That is a really cool <laughs> jacket. It's a really cool jacket. Right. So I just it goes kind of goes to to, fin, to to Finn's character, and uh, and so I just like that moment. Right. Like, oh, he gives her his his jacket, and and uh, and and then you see mm-hmm. that, and and just you know it just goes to a lot. Finn is trying to talk to him like I'm not who you think I am, but. But when you first, even when you first meet him, he seems like a, a really, you know, he's conflicted and all that, but he just seems like a really good guy, especially when, you know, he's, he's running up to help Ray out when she's being yeah. attacked by the two guys. And of course, then she takes care of him herself, and he's like, okay. So, it's just, I mean, I, I think it goes to his character that, and I, I'd love to, to re- actually read some more about him, yeah. you know, why he's like this. But he's it seemed like he has like a, a kind of a strong moral center. Oh yeah, he even says it because it's the right thing to do. Right, and but then the course. Yeah, <laughs> but you need a pilot, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. Like, <laughs> but 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 that, that is a true thing. It is the yeah. right thing to do, yeah. and, and you see him doing the right thing, even when yeah. he's trying to to escape and, and run away. Um, so I know there's some there's some backstory there that I'm looking forward to see. Even that line he gives to Moskanati, you don't know anything about me, you know what I've seen. Right, it's like oh, there's a story there. So. So those, those are, that's another yep. thing I liked going back to, to, to Finn and Ray, just the relationship they had together. I like the uh, the riot control baton wielding yes. stormtrooper. Oh, right. Like they finally have some weapon that can go up against a lightsaber and <laughs> right. and do all right <laughs> against it. I just thought that was a cool weapon. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a taser and a baton at the same right. time. <laughs> it's like yeah. when are they gonna invent that? You know, you know, someone working on that. Like, can we make one of those? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So was there anything? Now let's move into to some of the the dislikes as we talk about the new Star Wars movie. Was there anything that you guys disliked about the movie? I thought um, one thing that Han had never tried Chewie's bowcaster before. <laughs> right. Like in the thirty or forty years they've been together, he never said, "Hey, can I try that out?" Because <laughs> I mean, I understand that they need to show how powerful it was and that it's right. awesome because later. 
Kylo Ren gets shot by it and still is awesome. Right. Um, so, you know, this is a weapon you do not want to be shot by is what they were setting up. But So I thought it was a little fake to say, oh, I just noticed you have that. Can I, <laughs> can I try that? It seemed, quite, it seemed quite a little bit more powerful than the other movies. Yeah. You know, throwing those stormtroopers back a little bit. But but yeah, right. So maybe Chewie's made some upgrades. I don't know. Yeah. You know. He, he tightened the, the bow. <laughs> right. <laughs> Threw a little tension on it. Yeah. <laughs> Get a little more yeah. to it. I think, I think he saw Hunger Games and was like, oh, I want to be like Katniss. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was a little throwaway moment, and there yeah. was I, uh, there was a little bit of throwaway dialogue that I didn't really, um, you know, it just seemed like it was a little bit too much. Like even when you first meet Poe and Finn, and he's like, "Oh, I've got to go for my droid. It's a BB-8 unit. It's orange and and white, and it's like one of a kind." <laughs> and like, oh, okay, well then, you know, it's like exposition. There was a little yeah. bit of exposition and, and a little bit of throwaway dialogue. And I'm like, oh, okay, that that didn't really work yeah. for me. Yeah, I mean, that could have been handled better, but he does need to somehow recognize BB-8 later. Right, right. right. Um, so you can't just say it's the cute one. Right. <laughs> but yeah, in the moment, it, the, in the moment, that doesn't make sense. Right. But nope. the line does have to be said. Yeah. So. But I mean, if you if you wanted to retell it, you know, if you had. Um, if he didn't recognize BB-8, but he was just trying to help out Ray, and then she, you know, accuses him of stealing, and then he finds out he could have found out that way. Oh, you know, that's that's, that's his master's jacket. Oh, oh, so you're the droid that that this guy Poe Dameron was looking for. Now I now yeah. I put two and two together. That probably would have been a little more realistic. That, that was a little clunky. Whatever. That even that whole exchange is like, well, yeah, why why were you? Uh, it didn't seem like because yeah. he already knew who the droid and. And so yeah, that was a little bit of, of throwaway stuff. Also, I didn't, yeah. I didn't really like so, so some throwaway dialogue and anything you didn't you didn't like. Uh, not even something for this movie, I guess. But um, if like you know, uh, Ray ends up being like Luke's daughter, the, the, just the foreshadowing on, on that seems super heavy handed for mm. literally the most obvious twists. Right. Like I like what they did with um, you know Kylo's parentage. Like he's you know. Almost like a throwaway line by Snope, like, yeah, your father, Han Solo, or right. whatever, like, towards the beginning of the movie, like, they didn't wait until, you know, they're on that bridge together, because right. it wouldn't make sense for them to not say anything before that. Right. Um, so I feel like it's the same thing for Luke, like, Han would obviously know, and Leia would obviously know that that's his daughter, right, so, right, right. like, you'd think they would say something, right. like, you know... Um, so There's little hints, though, you know, even with, with, with Han's like, you know, hey, I'm, you want to come with me? I'm looking for some crew members. Was he really looking for her? He just wanted to keep her well, safe because that's his niece or, or niece-in-law. Or and, I mean, know. she could be Luke's secret daughter that he kept secret from everybody. I don't know. But right. Who does? Well, yeah. Well, then I, if that's true, I don't... <laughs> I would like to hope that he wouldn't dump his secret daughter on a desert planet. Right. <laughs> the same way he was dumped on a desert planet. Um, so, yeah, like... It so was I, like one of the social, like, psychological experiments. Let's see how she turns out. I yeah. turned out all right, maybe, kind of, but, you know, let's yeah, see how she it, turns out. Yeah, it builds character, desert right. planets. <laughs> I got her the one with only one son. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Not quite so hot. Yeah, well, and also the fact that, you know, she's obviously, like four or five or something you know in that scene where she's yeah. remembering like sort of being you know her family leaving so you'd think she like unless her memory got wiped somehow or something yeah. like she would remember the names or something at least of her parents of her parents right, parents. right. yeah um, she looked yeah she wasn't a baby like luke was when he got dropped on tattooing yeah 
So, but it, it, I'm hoping that that's just some big misdirect and it's not actually, right. you know, Luke's daughter. I love the right, idea right, right. that it's like Obi-Wan's granddaughter. Like, that's that's my favorite theory by far. Oh, I remember like, that would be Because I think that would be super cool. So then you have Luke training Obi-Wan's granddaughter yeah. um, instead of, you know, his own daughter. Because, hey, Obi-Wan could have totally had a family, you know, on Tatooine. Sure. I mean, there's right. like 30-some years right. where he's just like, or I guess... 18 years where he's just like chilling right yeah yep. um so yeah why couldn't if he, he had a family you know mm-hmm. he aged a lot in those 18 years he also between <laughs> episode three and episode four yeah you and well the, the and desert you know <laughs> the desert? The, he's in the desert, he's in the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah it makes it tough right um <laughs> skincare products aren't, aren't easily found in the junlin wastes yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but if it ends up being Luke's daughter, it just, all the foreshadowing seems a bit heavy handed, Mm -hmm. um, just for something that seems like right now it seems like the most logical, you know, twist, I guess. So I'm hoping they go in a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I didn't really like is, is the, uh, some of the CGI was, I, I thought was pretty little unnecessary, especially going to the Supreme leader Snoke. I was like, why could they do that practical effect? You know, I mean, he just looked... Well, he's supposed to be a hologram. Well, even the, so even so... Though the face, I mean, if you could take a hologram of a real actor and, and make him made up to make uh, him look yeah. scarred and things like that, I said, like, why are you making this character CGI? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't particularly like the character of Snoke right now. Not and just his name. I don't like his name. Like it's too close to Snopes or yeah. too close to Smoke. I don't know. I mean, but, he's got a side job where he's a yeah. you know, he, he just <laughs> yeah. spells internet. <laughs> <laughs> but and I I mean I know it's Andy Circus doing it. Um, but does he always have to just be a, <laughs> a giant hologram? Or? A giant hologram. Yeah. I mean, does he always have to play a CGI character? Can, right. Can't he just be in a movie sometimes? I mean, I know he's been. We've seen his face in a couple. We've seen of movies. his face in a couple, yeah. but. But, but I don't know that something that character just didn't sit well with me. Yeah. I don't know exactly it, why, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping it works better when you actually like meet the character right. in you know person. I guess. I mean, I hope right. he's just like this little tiny guy that you know he needs yeah. to to project that giant hologram to. Yeah, you have like a Wizard of Oz situation right, going exactly. on where he is just Andy Circus. Right. <laughs> like it's li- the character is actually Andy Circus in a mocap thing, just putting on this thing. <laughs> Or Kylo I would forgive everything if that's, that would be if that's the what, best. what it turned out to be. Why do you have all those dots on your face? You know, when I'm projecting on this hologram, I need to, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I just think that why I didn't think they could have done that. Yeah, practical effects. It would have been a lot scarier because he seems like oh, yeah. he's just this CGI. He's a hologram of a thing who's not even there. So it just right, seemed. Right. It just took me. I was like, okay, this guy doesn't seem big of a threat to me. You know, he. he and is he is he a yeah, Sith? Is, where did he get these powers? How is he training this? How did you how do you woo him away? Where, you know, because I thought you know, in this world they they brought out where you know you have a, a, a Sith master. He has one apprentice, and and so who was his? Is he is he Darth something? Darth mm-hmm. Snoke? I don't know. I don't know. It seems kind of. Yeah. I just did. I'm like I'm not too sold on his character. I, was, yeah, I think yeah. he was that scary or menacing or, and I was just go practical effects. Come on. <laughs> Anything else people didn't didn't like? When my seat got a little uncomfortable during the movie. What's that? So my seat was a little bit uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, okay. But, you weren't that comfortable. Yeah. Other than that, you were good. Good with yeah. Well, it, it was probably just because I was on the edge of it the whole time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, I will say, I'll say it right now. I, I I'm kind of sad that they they killed off Han Solo. Um, 
I know it, it, it is for dramatic effect, and, and maybe Harrison Ford, but didn't didn't want to be in any more movies, but I thought he was one of the best parts of the movie. I mean, I thought he was having the most fun right? Um, of these. I mean, I thought that the, 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 his character was just, he was so good seeing him and just, and all the stories they must have of, of, of Han and Chewie, you know, smuggling again. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, even you got a little bit about with the, with the two gangs and how he's, you know, but mm-hmm. I just, I thought he was having so much fun. And just to see that end is like, oh, we're not going to get any more of that in, in, in any of the new movies. And, I mean, I it's a pretty bold move, but I was just like, oh, I was really sad because <laughs> we're not going to see Han Solo unless you know they make some other backstories or whatever. I mean, they're making young Han Solo, but yeah, you're here. probably not going to see Harrison Ford as Han Solo again. No, no which is nope. which is sad. It is sad. Um, I do, I do really like that they didn't um, like they chose not to have Luke in the movie almost at all, and yeah. it works so well still. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, we just have these awesome new characters, and we're going to let them play for a while. And then, you know, and it gives, you know, them more time to do stuff with Han. Um, because just throwing Luke in there, you know, either you have to cut a bunch of stuff out, or you're going to be adding, you know, another 15, 20 minutes to the movie. Mm-hmm. And about halfway through, I was like, I don't think Luke's going to be in this movie at right. all. Like, nope. like, what if he isn't even in that last shot? Like, right. that would have been, been the coolest. Just a hologram. He yeah. Yeah. He's, he's actually sitting next to Andy Serkis. Exactly. That's the big plot, the reveal. There's yeah. there just puppet masters. and like, Yeah, it's like, oh, you're in the cube next to me. Right. Um, and, and there's, you know, there's some... I do, I do like that there there's just so so many things that they're teasing that you just want to see more of. Mm-hmm. You know, why is Luke not have his regular hand anymore? Why is he going back to this little mechanical hand and he doesn't have a I figured all the skin just rotted off because <laughs> he's been chilling there for, you know, 20 years. It's yep. true. So, yeah, and that, I mean even the, and yeah. the Or what happened to C3PO's arm? He talks about it, but you don't really cuz they, they talked about that, you know, at the when I was watching the live um, red carpet premiere. They're talking about, oh, you're gonna find out what happened to C3PO's mm-hmm. arm, but you don't. You just found out that he's it's red, yeah. but it doesn't tell you why and all that. So they did answer that question. Yeah. Though, they said you they know, weren't going to. Now that I mean, not not the whole C3PO arm, but just C3PO showing up just kind of annoyed me in this movie. I don't know why, because I was so into the other characters that mm. I didn't care if he came back. And <laughs> yeah. I mean, he wasn't in it that much. And I, I do actually really funny. like the way he comes back. Right, it was funny. He just like, like literally just like inserts himself yeah. like in front of like <laughs> no social skills whatsoever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was in the movie a perfect amount. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad he wasn't in more. But uh... yeah, I guess one of the things I didn't like too much is. Um, the, it still feels a little bit, you know, Deus Ex Machina having R two D two like wake up, yeah, unless they explain I, somehow, yeah. Yeah, you know, that he was at, doing at something that, at that moment. Um, it's like, hey, yeah, this works now. Like, I don't know. I guess there's theories that like Luke somehow reactivated him after like he felt Han die felt or something, but disturbance. Yeah, yeah right. but any none of those. There's no explanation in this movie for why he just sort of wakes up. Yeah, so it feels you know a bit contrived. I right. Guess. Yeah. Like, well, they need the last piece of this map. Um, right. That, you know. And now we're, we'll move the plot along. So we've got to get to Luke somehow. So Yeah. Han's gone, so let's go find Luke. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing we have this droid with the rest of this map. Just chilling. Right. One thing I really liked is that Leia and Han looked old. Yeah. And I'm glad that they didn't... They didn't. I mean, I, I know that Carrie Fish said they wanted to lose weight for the movie and all this stuff. But I'm glad they didn't go too much overboard... 
with, you know, making her look beautiful again. It's like, no, it's been 30, 40 years, you know, right. of course they're going to look old. And, right. And they still had the power of their characters behind them. And I thought they yeah. were great in it. So, Oh, and there's a little, even a little callback to, 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 to Leia being Darth Vader's daughter, Anakin Skywalker's daughter. And she has some force ability because when, mm-hmm. you know, when she, when Han, Han dies, she right, actually she feels, she feels it, it because, yeah. you know, they had that connection there. I do want to hear the, the backstory of of that, you know, there see some of them together and then the split up and how that affected everything. That would be yeah. that'd be interesting. <laughs> and even seeing that, you know, the Luke training Kylo Ren and, and, and him, you know, and betraying him and, and how many Jedi were was he training there that he killed and yeah. there's just a lot of things that you kinda of keep little pieces that they kinda of put out there that um, that hopefully will will get some even some fleshed out more of a of a backstory. So what did you think of the character of Kylo Ren? Um, I actually liked him. I mean, I think he was he was he was obviously untrained, mm-hmm. um, and and kind of w- w- wanting to be something that he he wasn't. Right. He was obviously um, almost like what, like a petulant child. Right. Doesn't get his way. So have he, you seen emo Kylo Ren? Twitter Twitter it's great. <laughs> I have not started following. Following. I heard that That's he funny. perfectly captures you know what what yeah. he would yeah. say. But there's also a lonely Luke one now. I heard about that too. <laughs> oh man, you get that with other Star Wars. So it's kind of living yep. in this era of things like that. So, yeah. but I thought that he was yeah. he showed that he he was wanting to be something even oh, yeah, to yeah. the shape of his helmet. You know, you, you got a little bit of the flare in right. the back, and you know he was he was trying he was so trying to be. Darth Vader and he and he wasn't measuring up and, yeah and I think he knew that and and uh and so the, yeah so I thought that that he, I thought that Adam Driver played him oh yeah I thought pretty Heather's, good Heather's great yeah so. I, I like I like millennial Darth Vader right <laughs> I mean he looked a lot cooler with the um with the actually his hood up and then when he when he took it off and he's like kind of walking you know mm-hmm. really really angrily and you know I thought he was <laughs> It was a very menacing walk, you know. Yeah. He was kind of like stomping around, and he didn't give his way, and so, so he, you know, as as that, you know, I'm just gonna like, yeah, destroy things out of my anger, and 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 so he's very unformed, and and I just I thought he's stretching. I like the scene me. with the two stormtroopers coming around the corner, and then right. you hear him <laughs> having a fit. Uh, there he goes again. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's go back. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love that his uh, lightsaber sort of mirrors that too. Like it's oh, not, right. it's not, yeah, it's, it's like not a little perfect. bit shaky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that they made the cross hilt actually useful, <laughs> right? right. Um, and they, they they didn't actually like that wasn't even like a reveal or anything. The fact that it had this you know cool looking you know cross hilt thing, like he just accurate lightsaber and it's, it's there. Yep. Um, but yeah, the the beam is all like, you know shaky. Right. Um, and it feels right. like it could just you know you know fall apart. At yeah. Any point. Yeah, so it's it sort of mirrors like you know his emotions and mm-hmm. stuff a little bit. Um, the fact that he's you know just he could go off at any moment and he's not right. quite you know as prepared as he's supposed to be. I also really like the uh, the lightsaber fights in this movie. Yeah. Um, because like it just seems like every swing is just meant to kill someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, like, like they are. They're taking out all these trees. I thought that was pretty cool also yeah. when they're, yeah. you know, they're like... <laughs> because, yeah, because the prequels had really cool lightsaber fights, um, but you always felt a little bit detached. It always felt like this, you know, like overproduced, like, you yeah. know, dance sort of thing where, you know, they're, you know... Right. These are a little, little more rough, a little more... Yeah. yeah. More raw, you know that, like, Finn and both Ray had no lightsaber training. I don't think... It seemed like... Um, 
Kylo Ren had much lightsaber training either. I mean, he was better. He's also been shot. He was better than them. Yeah. But he yeah. was still, you know, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah. I he think was, he he was vulnerable. That's what I liked about him. I mean, Darth Vader yeah. was pretty invulnerable when you when you when you when you see him in the movies. Mm-hmm. Nothing really shakes him or rattles him. And, yeah. And um, where the, the even that whole um, interaction between the the power. Uh, fight between Hux and Kylo Ren as they're kind of like throwing barbs at each other mm-hmm. like two schoolboys, you know, right. like, oh, he likes me better now. <laughs> Snoke likes me better because you blew it and you know, ratting him out to Snoke and and even this, like, the whole, like, mm-hmm. the power kind of struggle there of them. I thought, I didn't, I didn't think Hux was that intimidating of a character either. Yeah. His speech sounded a little too, you know... He's Space Hitler. He's Space Hitler, right? Space Hitler. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was a little that was a little heavy handed, I thought. Right. And I didn't think he was I mean, I, I like the actor, Domino Gleason. I think he's a he's a really good actor. And maybe he was playing the way he was written, but I just think I didn't think he was that frightening and I mean Peter Cushing as Grand Moff Tarkin had, say, had yeah. a little bit more weight yeah. to him. I didn't think he had that much that much weight to him. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it went to his character, he was he was once again he was this person um uh Above his pay grade, maybe kind of thing, or above his ability, yeah. he was in, this, in a position that he really wasn't that confident, and you see him a little nervous sometimes, you know, and and so. I, I, but you know, maybe they could get some better first order yeah. <laughs> villains next time. Yeah, which sex I love Donald Gleason. Like, yeah, he's still I, alive, so he'll, he'll be in the new movie. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's weird to see him playing a villain. I guess. Yeah, um, I've only ever seen him play like. You know, really good guys. guys. Yeah, um, like I, I realized that this movie, like I, lo- I love this movie, but it might not, it might not be my favorite movie of the year. It might not even be my favorite movie starring Domino Gleason and Oscar Isaacs of the year. Because <laughs> be, uh, X Machina is Machina. really, oh, really okay. good. Yeah, um, and they are both fantastic in that movie. Yeah, um, and you know Oscar Isaac isn't in the movie. Like, you see him at, at the beginning, and uh, and then you see him at the end. So mm-hmm. he wasn't like you know. He was one of the big reveals of, of the of the characters that were that were um, introduced. You know, you had Ray and Finn and, and Poe Dameron, oh, yeah. but then he was a character that was like pretty pretty far removed from the. the movie. I do I liked him though. I think Oscar is just a great actor, and um, I just love the interaction between him and and uh, Kylo Ren. It's like, who talks first? You you talk, I talk. Right. And the whole thing <laughs> yeah. I can't really understand you with the mask, and and the fact that Kylo Ren doesn't need the mask, and even Han Solo. Talks about that. Take the mask off. You don't need it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like yeah, it's, it's an affectation. He's right. trying to be Darth Vader, right? Or, and it's no. kind of a ridiculous affectation. No. Also, like, what are you doing? You know. <laughs> but I did like the fact that I like the scene when he takes off the mask when he's with Ray, and and I thought that that worked a, a, a lot better seeing Adam Driver. I think Adam Driver's an excellent actor, also, and I think he did a great job as mm-hmm. as Kylo Ren and, and those scenes. Um, Especially that scene at the at the there when they're in that interrogation room and, and yeah. between him and and Daisy Ridley um, was yeah was, was well and like he's you know trying to get deeper into mind like just like getting angrier and angrier and you know using all that emotion then she when she pulls back and she and puts it on like, him yeah, yeah the, the less that she gets into it the more calm she gets right you know it works so much better for her um, which I I lo- so I love like you just see that between the two of them. Um, and that scene is really great. Yep. Right. So I mean, he's got some cool powers, but I do like the character that he's 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 got the, you know the the whole force hold and 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 things like that is is pretty good. He's got that locked down, but I think some of his other powers are still um, yeah still 
unformed. Unformed. Anyway. There you go. I'm I'm assuming that you know that that line that Snoke you know bring him back I'll complete his training and so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he's going to be a little more tougher in the next movie or. Well, speaking of things that are unformed, did the First Order not learn anything from the Empire about Death Star design? <laughs> <laughs> Never leave that little bit of vulnerability that <laughs> they can get in and. <laughs> well, I used to think they explained it a little bit better. You know, they they got to have something to control. I mean, it's an enormous amount of power. There's got to be something that. That's, All right. That's, yes. <laughs> no, I thought they explained. It, I think a little, a little better instead of this, this little thermal port or whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah and at least uh, like it required people on the inside to actually blow something up. That's Instead right. of just like ships pounding in from the outside, yeah. or the ship, or the ship getting inside the ship without the you know the help of the people, yeah. <laughs> quite a ground crew. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, it, but it also kind of works because like even the first order is trying to emulate the empire, the right. same way that Kylo Ren's trying to emulate you know, Darth, point, Darth Vader. Like that. it's sort of like, hey, we're cool. Yeah. We can make a Death Star too, guys. <laughs> Like, <laughs> what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know, they're trying to show that they're serious business. Right. And I do like the fact that we only have to wait 17 months gonna say, for the new I'm, movie. Yeah. May of 2017. And we, we get Rogue One next Christmas. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. If nothing else, this movie got me excited about the whole Star Wars franchise again. So. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is what they wanted to do. And even if you, um, there's a lot of... Um, now that you know Marvel and Disney and 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 oh, well Disney owns Marvel and so Marvel was original publisher of the comic books and so they're bringing the comic books back and 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 they're even though they kind of wiped out all of the books and and comic books that have been written in between um, since then they've kind of like reset the um, the it's no longer canon the, the canon the, yeah, yeah and, and so a lot of those books aren't canon like. I like the fact that if you if you've read some of the novels, and we're going to get a little geeky here, a little nerdy into this, and deep into this. But you know, I know Andrew has read some of those books also, where um, Luke uh, Luke Skywalker's son in in some of those books was named Ben, mm-hmm. and uh, and so and then um, uh, Han and Leia had three kids, twins, and then uh, and then a son, and um, mm-hmm. and 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 their son goes bad, so that, that they t- they brought that back. Um, but then they renamed they named him right, Ben, right. and so I just like the fact that they they're kind of resetting a lot of it. They, <laughs> uh, some of the elements, yeah, they're borrowing parts from the old borrowing EU. parts, but they kind of mm-hmm. reset. And so um, there's a book that that are called um, Lost Stars that was written and, and published um, a few a few months before uh, Star Wars: The Force Awakens came out, and it and in it it talks it gives you the kind of the whole background of the of Jakku and the Battle of Jakku. You, you see all this evidence of a of a great battle mm-hmm. in it. It talks about that that battle took place uh, about a year and a, f- a few days after the Battle of Endor, and this is this last big push between the the New Republic and the and the Empire, and, and so mm-hmm. and so you, you get a little bit of you get a little bit of backstory, and, and so they're kind of starting to flesh out some of that, and so I'm excited about that as a, as a fan of the of the whole universe and the world that George Lucas created. We're getting some of these some of these. Um, more fleshed out little backstories and you get some of the stuff and, and so far the stuff I've read uh, has been pretty good um, I don't know if you've got any, any I didn't want to read anything before the movie came out <laughs> I'll probably go back and yeah. you know check some of them out at mm-hmm. least but yeah I wanted to be as fresh as possible like going to the new movie I didn't want to know anything I didn't have to right. Yeah. so I'm sure we're going to get some first order books and count books and, yeah because I want to know you know the relationship between the resistance and the New Republic and yeah. you know the First Order, um, sort of why all these 
places are fighting and what, what the difference between the resistance and the republic is. <laughs> well, I've read a little bit of backstory. You also have like the character that I don't forget his name, but the Max von Sydow plays at the beginning. Oh, and there's right, a yeah, history yeah. there between him and the and the resistance or the, the republic. He's been. Mm-hmm. Kind of there, and I, I read a little bit about he's like a member of the Church of the Force, which I don't know what that means. But so we'll, when we get some some backstory of that, and and now he he's known you know, Princess Leia a long time, and he knew Kylo Ren when he was Ben Solo, and right. he got he got a little he got a lot of history with this character of of, of who he is, and so you know I, I'm looking forward to, to getting into some of, some of the backstories and some of the ex, external stuff besides the movies. I, I mm-hmm. kind of like that. So. Is there anything else before we um, kind of wrap this podcast up that we want to talk about the the, the movies, likes, dislikes, any, any other things we like? It's a pretty good movie. I think it I might is. see it again. I might yeah. see it again. Yeah. <laughs> seen it four times. I might see it again. I'm trying to get my son to go see it again and some other people. I like those movies where it's like, oh, you haven't seen the Star Wars? Let's go see the Star Wars together. Yeah, it's just a it's just a blast to be watching it. Like I don't know if it's my favorite movie of the year, but That's I will fun, see this so. more than any other movie that came out in twenty fifteen, right? Or <laughs> the last five or six years, probably. Like I just saw it for the fourth time a couple of days ago, and even in the same thing, I'm like, this is a great movie. I don't want this movie to end. I'm not like bored with it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not liking it, though. I know it was coming up. I'm, I'm like looking up for all these little little details and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Like what like. One's going one of the X-wing pilots. He, he's he's a Sullustin, which is like me and Numb. The Lando Calrissian's co-pilot in in Return of the Jedi yeah. is this is this one alien race, and then you see this X-wing pilot who's the same guy. I'm like, is right. is that is that Nian Num or or whatever I ever pronounce his name? Is that the same character? You don't you don't really get that. So maybe we'll we'll get some <laughs> um, some resistant fighter backstories also. Yep. So looking to that, looking forward to that. So. Yeah, go see yep. the movie if you haven't seen it. Um, it's made a, a bunch of money. It set blew all these records kind of out of the water, and so um, which we all expected, I, I, yeah. I think. So yep. uh, um, yeah, I was more the, I was more impressed that it's setting all these worldwide mar- mar- or records without even opening in China yet, which is like the second biggest yeah. market in the world. Right. So it's not until a few months from now, or is it is it this month or, I don't or know, it's January February? So it will be the top money maker ever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, easily <laughs> and well deserved. It's a yep, great yep. movie. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to the Pumping Irony podcast. Uh, we hope you uh, will listen to, and tune in in, in in future episodes. Obviously, you can go to the website, pumpingironypodcast.com. You can go to iTunes and subscribe. Um, give us ratings, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from that. Tell us what you liked and didn't like about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Give us some, give us some feedback of yours. Maybe we'll read some of those in future yeah. episodes. Join the discussion. There you go. But uh, until then, uh, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. I'm Andrew. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.